Hey, this is Tim Pratt Jr. and I want to welcome you to the Student of Life podcast. Listen, we're going to get into so many transferable truths throughout the content of these episodes that I believe God is going to use to help you apply because he's going to reveal what's already been there the entire time. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? So this is Tim Pratt Jr. and this is episode 12 of season four. And I have a special guest on here for you, man. My guy Nash, he goes by Nash Speaks on Instagram uh, from the URC space. And on this episode, man, God laid it on my heart to just do a two-part mini-series, uh, just dealing with manhood, biblical or godly manhood. And I just wanted to kind of kick off the first one with the interview from Nash that you'll hear from shortly. And then uh, I had to be a solo episode on C- uh, episode 13, will just be kind of like a follow-up with me, kind of talking about more so just to, through the lens of a husband and a father. And then from there, you know, we might be doing one more to uh episodes i don't i don't know yet and then we'll conclude season four and then get ready for more interviews uh for season five uh so that being said man uh just sit back relax grab a notepad it's so much substance man nash brought so much so much heat man dropped so many bars uh so hey let's get into it hey what's up so this is your host tim pratt jr the student life podcast and today I have a very special guest. We're going to call this episode Godly Manhood. And I'm doing it with my boy Nash from the URC space. He's a fellow podcaster, speaker, and soon to be author. I'm not going to steal his thunder and tell his book. I don't know it. <laughs> so if he wants to share it, he can. But uh, his podcast is all about at a very high level of helping people unbox their life. And I had to bring, you know, through prayer and just determined to kind of kick off this biblical manhood series. I just felt in my spirit it was none other than start to kick off the show with my boy Nash, man. So uh, Nash, I'm excited, man, to have you on this episode. I just want to kind of get into your insights. Uh, but before we get started, man, and kind of jump into these segments, man, I want to kind of just turn it over to you. And if you want to add on anything to that or whatever with that intro, man. But like I say, most importantly, I just want to thank you so much again for being on this being on this episode with me again today, man. Oh man, I'm uh, I'm a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. When I saw the the script, you know, when we were in discussion of this, I'm not going to lie, I felt a little intimidated. I was like, "Ooh, godly manhood. I don't know if I'm equipped for that." But, you know, God he he equips those of us and he gives us what we need. Um but thank thank you so much. You know, I've uh, been enjoying following your show and everything you're doing in this space and sharing with so many of us. Um, so I'm excited to, uh, you know, bring this conversation with you here and just see where the Lord leads us. Cool. Awesome, man. Awesome. And like I say, I mean, it's likewise. Um, I know that you're in your first season, but I think I'm about two episodes from being caught up with it, man. And I, I love it. So I've sent it to a lot of mm. friends, man. And um, oh, it's thank you. very, very challenging, man. And just very, very transparent since so I feel really hope you feel like you're home on this one today. So Oh, thank yeah. you. No, I do. You know, I, I, I listen, I listen to you because I love first thing how your your show is very bite sized. And so it's very easy for me to listen to you like in a morning routine or just, you know, driving around the corner to go pick up something and 
man, it's like I got to pull over and like get a notepad and you just be dropping so much uh, wisdom. Like so um, I, I definitely feel like I'm in good company with you. So I'm oh, really awesome, excited man. about our conversation. To God be the glory. To God be the glory, man. Well, that being said, people, man, like I said, we have an exciting one in store for you today. And like I said, we're going to be talking about godly manhood, biblical manhood, whatever terminology you want to use. But primarily, this is a, going to be the first part of a series and I'm kind of going to conclude, uh, conclude season four with uh, so one of the things out the gate, Nash, man, um, when you look at the landscape today of manhood, you know, you have the male versus uh, man. And so I think that, you know, according to Tony Evans, um, he's one of my favorite people to talk about the whole kingdom man thing. I, I just yeah. think his contributions to it is amazing. And one of the things I like that he says that we're all born males, mm. but we have to become a man. And the only mm. way we can become a man is through Christ. And so, therefore, when you look at manhood today in today's society, you know, it's just, it's loose. I mean, you know, it, everything, you know, it, it's just from, well, I'm a yeah. man if I can lay it down. You know, I'm a man yeah. if I can slang it. I'm a man if I can make other kids and stuff. Mm. And before we kind of move forward, like I say, I, just to kind of set the context for this episode, it's not about being perfect. We never can reach perfection, but we still should strive to be a godly man. A biblical mm. man and so i just kind of want to see your thoughts on that it's basically like what is manhood defined to you from a biblical standpoint and you know just kind of walk us through your thoughts on that that topic Ooh, all right that's where we're starting <laughs> <laughs> that's a heavy question um you know i and i just want to preface something before i get into my view of biblical manhood you know i grew up not having my father in my home and i did not have father figures or male figures to kind of show me what it is or was I'm supposed to, you know, grow into, you know, you can read the books, you know, you can watch the documentaries, right, right, right. but it's, it's a lot different when you have somebody in your home 24 seven to really show you how it's done. So right. my definition came from one of the first things that I got really addicted to. And that's the word. <laughs> I mean, um, right. biblical, you know, or manhood for me is someone who is simply surrendered to God. Right. right. You know, when I look at, uh, you know, the life of so many of our heroes of faith, like Abraham and Moses and Noah and the constant thread you see in all of their stories is they were willing to be surrendered and yielded to God. Right. And right. Um, I, it's not, and like you were saying, you know, it's not about being perfect, right? Because you even look at all of them, you know, yeah. Abraham, you know, wasn't perfect. He stepped out of, you know, believing God and told, you know, went along with sleeping with his, uh, concubine, Hagar, right. Right. you know, Noah got drunk after the flood. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many instances where imperfect people uh, were still known and seen to be surrendered to God. Yes. And I think at the end of the day and whatever flaws we have, whatever things are, are not quote unquote, you know, manly about us or, or holding up to the standard, God ultimately, he knew that when he created us, right. he just wants us to be surrendered to him. And so when I think of, godly manhood i just think of someone who is a man who is willing who is willing to be surrendered to god and not being so focused on being perfect or getting into the perfection of things but just having the open heart 
to consider what it is that the Lord is putting before them and to believe him. Yes. And, um, you know, I think, I think that's kind of where my basis of manhood is. No, no, man. So to, to piggyback off of that, Nash, man, I totally agree. And, you know, just kind of like, even like listening to your content, uh, just being straight up with you, um, mm. I was listening to it, man, and it, it just intrigued me even before this episode or just leading this, basically kicking off this series to study the life of Samson. And wow. like a lot of people, you know, we in a Sunday school view, you know, Samson was kind of the, the, the incredible Hulk before it was an incredible yeah. Hulk. You yeah. know, he yeah. was the Avengers uh -huh. before the Avengers. He was He-Man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, um, and so when I look at him though, man, I was like, you know, here's this man that has all of these, you know, strong, uh, just, you can relate them to us, like just think areas that were so strong in it, but he was very strong physically, but his will for God was weak, if that makes sense. And mm. so with me, as if, as I take a step back and I think about manhood, I just think that it has to change. And so in other words, is that with the Holy Spirit, you know, when it's all of us have some self self in us, you know, especially men, you know, in the context yeah. of this episode, uh, women, too. But like I said, we folks no man on this one. <laughs> so so mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, but all of us have some self in us. And so I know that it's just typical male desires that are there. And I like one of the things that you said about like fully surrendering and doing what he said, because mm -hmm. I believe the, the more that we surrender to God, the more that we die to self, the more of God that we have. But it's going to hurt because, like Amen. I say, we're consistently bombarded with in this world, the wisdom of the world versus the wisdom of God. We're consistently bombarded with what a man is supposed to be. And so yeah. it's this war that we have, man. So anywho, I just, I, I really agree with you on that. And then too, like I say, I had my father in my life. He was a very mm. consistent presence. But what makes me just so amazed that God, man, is kind of listening to you, how you navigate through your content that God gives you, man. And I would have thought that you would have had a father in your life your whole oh, life. Oh, do not do that. I will, <laughs> so, oh my goodness, I'm getting ready to cry right here in the studio. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. So it's mm. just amazing what Jesus can do, man. It's just yeah. amazing what Jesus can do when you consider it. And I, and I mean that like straight up, mm. bro, like just listening to you, you would have thought you had that guidance in your life all the way through. So it's just, <sighs> you just show me the evidence of what a surrendered life looks like, man, in true biblical manhood, shape, form, or fashion. In other words, God qualified you, bro. Oh. So. that's how we're starting this show okay <laughs> they didn't tell me i needed kleenex today in the studio but uh, i got i got something here praise god praise god just um it's just real man and so kind of one of the follow-ups i kind of want to ask you man is mm -hmm. that what do you think just kind of going on looking at today are those common weaknesses you know that stopping men from being godly uh, just mm. off just you know off the top of the cuff or what do you think yeah um well there's another thing that just kind of comes to mind when i think about being surrendered to god being surrendered to him and then also embracing the grace that he abounds to us you know he abounds it but we have to embrace it and receive it for ourselves and i think that is what makes the hard things easy and I think as men, we compartmentalize, you know, a lot of our lives, you know, this is my love life. This is my work life. This is my family life. This is my, you know, work. This is all these things that we compartmentalize. And in that, 
we can become intimidated with the different elements in each of those, right? Mm. Uh, but when we can find ourselves not just surrendered, but also embracing the grace that God gives us, he makes whatever is hard or whatever is challenging, he makes it easy for us. And we can find ourselves then entering into a rest, um, a rest we could never experience. And I love the acronym for rest, releasing every single thing. Mm. Like and that. That, is where, that is where we should be because when we rest, he works. Wow. But when wow. we work, he rests. You know, one of my favorite passages or psalms is the 23rd Psalm, which mm. I think is familiar with a lot of people who are, you know, believers or right, Christians right. and maybe even people who are not because I think, you know, the 23rd Psalm, you know, but David, everyone knows that. Yeah. Uh, and it has been historically um, surfaced or unearthed that he wrote that psalm about being protected, being restored, being provided for right before he went to go slay Goliath. Wow, wow. Talk about like being surrendered, embracing grace, shifting into rest, wow. going to slay a giant. Wow. I mean, this is a boy <laughs> yes. who is getting ready to, you know, kill a man and he's at rest. I mean, like, like that's just something else I just want to add to the element of a of, of man who is surrendered to God. He's also at rest and also embracing grace. Um, but preaching. with looking at Samson, <laughs> praise preaching. God. But when I looking at Samson, <laughs> we got the Holy Ghost. We only, we only went in the organ to pump this. <laughs> the Holy Ghost going to pump this one. Uh, but, you know, when looking at Samson and, you know, we look at his weaknesses, right? And and essentially the at the core of it, he lost sight of his vision. And I'm not just talking about the physical vision of his eyesight, yeah. which did happen. You know, yeah. he lost sight of the vision um, that God gave him and um, who... Um, and who he really knew himself to be. Mm. And um, he, okay, hold on, let me say that again. And who he knew himself to be, and he would not have given over his secret. And the same instance can be seen with Esau. You know, he was in a weak, famished moment, and he gave up his whole inheritance, his whole inheritance wow. for a bowl <laughs> of soup. Yeah. And this is what we do when we decide to do whatever it is that is kind of our thorn in the flesh or troubling us, um, you know, one more time. You know, we're giving up our entire uh, just livelihood of being able to be at peace and rest for whatever that bowl of soup may be. And when I look at some of the different common weaknesses that um, we can relate to, I think at the core of us as men, and as you were alluding to a little bit earlier, you know, we are wired physically and, um, you know, our eyes may see things or get us intrigued with things or, you know, we might, our heads might turn in certain ways. And uh, that is a constant battle for those of us who are actually, you know, trying to live lives, surrendered to God and committed Amen. to the Lord. And, but if we're honest with ourselves, you know, because there is still flesh in us, if we're honest with ourselves, we'd like or we don't mind having whatever that is around. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the first problem is that in the weaknesses, we're not admitting that there is even a weakness. Wow. Yes. Yes, man. Don't even we're not that. even admitting that there's that there's a weakness and we're not even admitting that there's a problem that needs help. Yes. yes. Um, and so like we can be someone who, okay, you know, I'm struggling with, you know, going to the strip club. Okay. There's a part of you or a part of me that likes going to the strip club at the core. There's a part of you. There's a part of me that likes going to the strip club. Yeah. 
And so we have to be real with ourselves or, you know, it could be pornography or it could be, you know, I, I like this new secretary who's working in the office and I'm staying late because no, I, I'm telling myself that I really am helping her, you know, kind of get adjusted. But really, I just like being around her presence. I like the attention that she's showing me. I like the conversation that we're able to have. There's a part of a There's a part of us that likes that. And we have to just admit in the weaknesses in my flesh on its own. There's a part that likes this. But when we really can get ourselves to understanding, mm, there's a part that likes it, but the part that likes it, God, I'm, I am working with you. I'm striving to surrender this to you as well, because I've surrendered, you know, the gambling, I've surrendered the drinking, I've surrendered the fighting folk in the street. I've surrendered, you know, cussing out my balls. Like I've surrendered all of these other areas where I've had challenges or where I've had struggle, but this one right here, I kind of like it. And um, I need you to help me with this surrender and laying it down. And I think um, with that, we also have to be cognizant of who we're hanging around because totally agree. Totally. the enemy can use anyone to encourage us in things that we know that we shouldn't be doing, but we still like at the core. Yes. Um, and even with that, it goes back to just being plugged into the word of God. And if we're out of touch with the word and what it says and not adopting it as our daily belief, our thoughts and our mind, and uh, just, it can just be a battleground that the enemy will just use for his advantage if we allow him to. Um, and I think in that, some of the things that we struggle with, whether it be, you know, I don't know, pornography, uh, masturbation, right, uh, strip right, clubs. Right. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm getting no, transparent no, no. here. Yeah, I hope yeah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, all, all of these things, um, we're scared to say them to anyone because I think there's a part of this Christian culture, like, oh, because you're a Christian, you should never struggle with that. Yeah, like I that. remembered I was yeah. having a conversation with. Yeah, I was. I remember I was having a conversation with um, a family member. I won't say the name, you know, to keep the innocent and the right. guilty protected. Right. And uh, me and this family member, we were talking about uh, church leadership, and it was revealed at a particular church that there were a number of pastors who were struggling with pornography wow. uh, in the neighborhood. And uh, you know, their first response was, "I." didn't know that Christian, let alone Christian leadership men, were struggling with pornography. Wow. And my first question to her was, is pornography a Christian problem or is that a human problem? Because when you take off the mantle of pastor, shepherd, leader, minister, elder, whatever, they're still a human. Right. Right. And that is, it's not, it's not a problem that you are now automatically ex ex exempt from being confronted with because now you are in the cloth or you have the, the collar on, you still are going to be faced with those things. And I think there, you know, just what that family member's response, it's like, okay, I can see why nobody wants to open up because they're afraid they're going to be judged or they're afraid that they're going to be, you know, criticized yes. or like, yes. well, why are you struggling? What do you mean you're watching that? Like, no, like you're in Christ and you're free and you're this and you're that. It's like, we don't need the Christian toxic, toxic positivity right now. Right. We need someone right. to just meet us where we are, you know? And that's what Jesus did. Right. I mean, when he 
go uh, went to go meet with the woman at the well Man. he went into her mess right yes, he yes. went into her he knew exactly that she was going to the well at that particular time because she was ashamed of the life that she was living she knew how people talked about her she knew the word on the street about like every she knew it all and she wanted to make sure she could just get her water and leave and not have to deal with it and jesus intentionally position wow. himself to meet her where she was wow. he met her where she was yes. and not only did yes. he meet her he he spoke to her in a way that she could one understand yep. two feel convicted without feeling condemned yes and three she became one of the you know one of the biggest evangelists she started telling everyone i met a man hey, who told me about man. myself <laughs> who knew this who did you know did it and and she was transformed that day yes. because jesus met her in her mess yes. and we got to be careful with that too as christians because we can get on this oh i'm just gonna meet everybody in their mess and then you start becoming the mess you know remember right, jesus right. didn't become the mess right. you know so and i think he'll be very clear with you know those with whom uh you know is you know an uh assignment that we're supposed to be engaged with and we're supposed to be intentional with but i know i kind of talked around the bush there but when looking no, 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 at no, the yeah, weaknesses yeah but when looking at the weaknesses and what's really stopping us from being godly men i think all of those things are kind of intertwined but at the core of it it's we're not admitting that we like the thing that is keeping us ensnared or or stumbled or, or you know kind of yes. uh shackled to uh not being fully on with god right Man, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I, I don't even know. I just I love that, man, because it was so much substance in there. And just kind of one of the things that really jumped out to me, which you said was like, you know, I often say this uh, when I'm when I'm uh, preaching or have an opportunity to speak. Uh, but I kind of say it in two different uh, ways. So I, I was out with a guy. Uh, we was having lunch and, you know, he was saying that um, he said, man, we were just we we're talking about, like you say, owning up to it like it's like we have mm. this thing in our head like okay god knows everything he knows the beginning from the end i mean he literally knows everything but it's like in our mind somehow some way the devil kind of try to deceive us and like okay if you don't say it then god doesn't mm. know it <laughs> you know yeah so yeah and it's like yeah. but he was like man listen something just happened right now but i love jesus more he was wow. like it's that simple I seen something that my flesh desires, but I yeah. love Jesus more. Okay. Yeah. My dad, you know, uh, I've picked this up from him. I love God. I love my wife and I love my family. Mm. When I see something, I can be out, you know, right now, uh, down here in the South, we're moving into what they call sundress season. Um, oh, so, hallelujah. You know, glory, glory. It's just like, so it's like, and, I mean, no matter how saved you are, I just mm -hmm. believe if most men, like you say, when you, that mantle, man, before the titles and all of that, it is a man. Mm. Um, and I believe if most men, you know, be honest. I mean, temptation is out there. And, you know, we my, my dad did this series and I did one part of it uh, where it was like a five or six part series called Battling Tempt Temptations. Mm. And you hit on a lot of things, man, just with that substance. And I think, like I say, the, the first way to overcome any weakness, man, but especially in the context of this episode, is that we have to acknowledge it. Paul did this. Yeah. Paul wrote this in Romans 7 and 8. It's just so beautiful, man, and especially when you get around verse uh, 14 through 24, when he talks about this war, like, the, my mm -hmm. flesh, I desire to do these things in my mm -hmm. flesh, but mm -hmm. with my mind, I serve the law of Christ, meaning mm -hmm. that I believe that we have to talk to ourselves. 
Now, I'm not saying yeah. answer yourself, but talk to yourself, man. Crucify mm-hmm. this flesh. And so many times it's like we're waiting on the Holy Spirit to crucify, but the instructions from the word of God is we crucify, we mortify this flesh yeah. through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we can only do that by the renewing of our mind with the word of God. And so with me, man, I just, I tell dudes all the time, you know, I, I just released this episode this past Monday called My Mind Playing Tricks on Me. And yeah, I got uh, it saved. <laughs> and Nash, I'm just being real with you, man. It's thoughts that certain things I haven't looked at since high school, since college. Mm. And I can see these images so clear sometimes, man, where it's like mm. somebody like stuff I haven't looked at. in. I'm 31. I, stuff I haven't looked at in like 15 years, man. And it's like wow. it's so clear. And it's like. The names, man, uh, from pornography and so on. And, and I have to talk to my wife about this, man, where it leads to mm-hmm. dreams and stuff. And I'm like, okay, God, wow. um, and you, you know the type of dreams I'm talking about, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah. all right, man, I mm-hmm. like, is this me? Is this, is this something with mm-hmm. me? Like, Lord, search me. And so, because I, I don't want to carry out. And, and one thing that I tell a lot of young men or just men in general, it's like, I know what the words say about thinking it in your heart. I get that. That is scripture. But also, too, don't fall for the deception of the enemy, man. Just because it's a stronghold thought that that you might be struggling with to take captive, that doesn't yeah. mean that you have to carry that action out. Yeah. So you don't have to let that manifest to the physical action of it. And a lot of times, I know we talked about this on yours, is that accountability, man. Mm. Uh, accountability is so huge. And not one day the Lord gonna release me to just do a whole series on accountability. All <laughs> right, man. I'm in agreement with that, <laughs> man. <laughs> but I think that just gives us the perfect segue, man, into like what we were going to talk about overcoming these weaknesses. And I just yeah. kind of want to read something that, if you don't mind, yeah, please. Uh, that I kind of got out of a book, and it was by uh, John McCain. You know, Republican love or hate him, but I tend to disagree with the truth. I don't. I'm not pro neither one. <laughs> but this came from John McCain. Man. I admire him a lot. Yes, so man, I, I really love his convictions. Yeah. Uh, but he I, I, he wrote that. You must know the difference between right and wrong, because sometimes you will be tempted to do things that you know that are not right. And no one will know that you did it, but you will know how many of us place our convictions above our lives. You have to know your non-negotiable things you won't sell. What are the things that you won't retreat from that you will not compromise? Have you written them down? One of the most powerful tools for compromising is rationalizing. You will be well served to write down and vocalize your convictions so when you are faced with a temptation to compromise, you will have the power to resist. Let the courage of your convictions drive you to stand tall in truth. Nash, when I read that, Mm. that's something I used to read daily because I can literally back Mm. all this up with scripture through the power of God. Yeah. But this was so relatable. And Nash, man, I had to like literally read this like 30 days straight because of just things. And of course, you know, going back and putting scripture as well. But this was so timely for me in a place I was in my life when I read this. And I'm a mm. quote person because I just, yeah. it's like quotes, quotes kind of remind me of scripture in a way. And yeah. so I try to tell people like when I meet people that aren't as biblical, 
uh, I tend to like give them quotes that that scripture still can support because they might not want to hear the Bible right now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. this meeting people where they are—that's it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Same thing mm-hmm. that you said, but mm-hmm. and it's like, man. And then as they see these things, you know, we we dive deeper, you know, and and the Lord takes care of that because I I can't convict, man. It's only Holy Spirit, but everything that you said. Nash, man, I think it leads into this is how we overcome temptation. So we recognize the struggle, but Mm -hmm. I just feel like you perfectly graced, like God just had you, man, as you were communicating, how you graced into like also too, this is how you overcome it. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of want to ask you, man, like in a way, if you can kind of extract some of those things, Mm -hmm. um, what do you think like people can practice maybe just a few things people can just in bite size like what can they practice to say okay this is what i'm going to do to overcome these temptations that i'm dealing with yeah oh that's such a that's another heavy question and i think before i share just my heart on this i think everyone needs to uh position position and posture themselves to go before the Lord and and really lean in with the Holy mm. Spirit to see what is going to be the most practical for them okay. and and how they can move forward in this. But I, I'm, I'm going to share some things, but I also just want to just preface with that. So yeah. um, I know, I think for me, and this is going to sound just very out there, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but the first thing I'm going to recommend is being still, being quiet, silencing, silencing the noise, and being before God with no agenda. I'm talking just sitting in a place where you can just be quiet and just listen. Um, I'm getting ready to embark on just some crazy things um, on the horizon. You mentioned a few, you know, the book is coming out and um, it's going to require a lot from me. And I'm having to make a lot of big decisions and um, photo shoots and, you know, audiobook and all of this stuff and website and, and book tour and all of these things. And, and there's just, I need clarity. <laughs> I need to have a direct answer and, and, and direct vision from making sure that I'm in step where God wants me to be. And one morning I was in my time with him and he just told me, you're going to hear the answers that you're seeking for in the silence. Wow. Wow. And it was in that moment when I said, okay, I'm scaling back social media. Now, again, this is me, you know, and I went to God for this for myself. And I think everyone should go to God for themselves. But I'm just saying, this is what I got. Um, I silenced social media. Um, I started kind of restricting when and when and how I send text messages. Uh, When do I check my emails? Uh, I started putting, you know, kind of blocks on different things so that there could be more silence around me. I started driving in my car with just like not listening to anything just so that I, you know, I, I don't want to miss it. You know, like, you know, just, you know, it's like, uh, what was it? Um, oh my goodness. Was it Elijah who had said, you know, it was, it wasn't in the thundering. It wasn't in yep, the, yep, the lightning, you know, yep. it was in the still small voice. Yep. That's where he heard it. So I definitely think, you know, in order to overcome your personal crafted success plan is going to come from the Lord and it may come when you're simply just silent with him. And I think that that's the first thing. Um, I think the second thing that people, that, you know, that we can consider is just simply being honest with God, being honest with yourself and 
you know, I'm not trying to get too much ahead, but you had mentioned it with accountability, at least one other brother. Like, I just find that to just be a must. You know, God already knows and he is not phased by any of it. Uh, but when you can tell someone else, um, I have found that to really be the antidote to breaking the power of secrecy and the power of what I you know, want to call shame management or less management or whatever it is, whatever management it is that you might be struggling with. And I think you can find yourself shifting from that kind of a management to fully embracing this freedom that yes. he died to give us. Um, you know, Galatians 5.1 is one of my favorite verses. You know, in this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberate us. Stand Amen. fast then and do not be hampered and held and snared and submit again to a yoke of slavery, which you once put off. You know, there is a freedom that he died for us to have. And, you know, Paul said, I'm free to do anything, but it doesn't mean that everything is permissible for me to do. And getting a, a revelation of the, the grace that is abounding to you, but also the freedom where you reside and how God sees you. So I, I definitely think that those are just a few things, but, you know, ultimately I think every person or every man should go to the Lord for themselves yes. to see what their particular action plan is going to be. Because for someone else, it might be, you need to listen to this particular album or you need to read this book or you need to, you know, there, there might be something that, that the Holy Spirit is, is trying to get to you because he knows how to reach you where you are, whatever phase right, in life you're right. in. Um, so I definitely, um, you know, I push that more than, you know, anything else that I said, but um, yeah, that, that's, that's what comes off the cuff to me at the top of the mind. No, that was, that was awesome, man. And I really think that kind of leads us to our closing, uh, like you say, man, but I, I I totally agree. Like you said, you have to, and that well, anytime I'm, you know, the Lord leads me to minister a message, man, I'm speaking on here and you even helping me, you know, even just make sure it's that reminder or just, you know, challenging me as you were talking to just make sure um, that I always tell people, man, to, 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 I'm, I'm, I just, my primary goal is to point people to Christ, uh, you know, just point them to Christ because like I say, yeah. what it looks like in the context of my life might mm. be different than yours. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm a very principle centered person, because even when I'm reading the Bible, you know, through the, the through the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm trying to extract principles uh, yeah. through that guidance, man, because although uh, my content, like when you look at biblical passages and stories like, you know, I'm not slaying giants, you know. Yeah. Uh, like Same here. Giants, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, I You're a good company. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I might be, or, you know, I might not be actually talking to a woman in the, at the well, but I might be talking to a, a woman in the grocery store or mm. a man, you know, in the grocery store or a kid, man, or something like that. So sometimes I tell people, you know, don't skip over the story in the Bible, but at the same time, what is the principle? What what is God teaching you? What is he showing mm. you to apply? And I think if more people look at the Bible that way and help and, and the Holy Spirit, you know, pray, like you say, go to God and he brings yeah. you in shape because the devil, yeah. um, man, it's customized temptations. Like you said, mm. everything looks different for everybody. You and I, as we're going through this episode, you might not have the same struggles that I have. Mm -hmm. And I might not have the same struggles that you have, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, just how we were having this conversation on this episode, I still see the similarity. I still see the similarity is that we're being tempted. And some of these things yeah. are self-desire. Some of them I do believe is the devil setting the stage, because if we be honest, some of us, 
everything is not the devil, Nash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some stuff mm-hmm. is just what we Okay, design. can we just say that? Can that just be aired out? Like, that's the <laughs> truth. That's the truth. <laughs> so, that is the truth. So it, some things are just us, you know, and, and I'll leave leave with this, man. And like I said, as you close out this episode, but my dad, you know, he, he often, as well as my father in love, you know, one thing they always used to say, they said that I guarantee right now, if you could strip strip away the devil and his stamps, mm. his de- demon influence, a demonic influence or whatever, and you just leave us to our flesh, mm. leave it to our flesh. Mm. And even if somebody puts you in a straitjacket and locked you up in a room, I promise you, I guarantee you that you are still going to have issues in your members mm. because it's you. And that's what Tony Evans beautifully described in most of his books. You know, especially like I say, if you're a man out there, I highly recommend plugging into the Kingdom Man book by Tony Evans, man. It's yes, my- and he just had, and the follow-up one just came out, Kingdom yes. Men Rising. Yes, man, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Tony Evans, man, I'm telling you, uh, people, man, like, you would be truly blessed by that. And mm-hmm. so, man, all of that being said, like I say, I, I think that you gracefully described everything, but the most important, like you say, man, is for all of us, that the lessons I took from you in that, and what I learned, man, is that, even in listening to this, make sure that you lay before God, that you get before God and let him direct you in that, man. And so now as that being said, man, do you have any just like I say, I don't really put a number to it. It could be one, two, mm-hmm. three, you know, just mm-hmm. closing remarks or just a, a recap of just kind of the main point that if somebody just skipped to the last two minutes of this, what would you yeah. want them to take away from this, man? Ooh, okay. A lot. <laughs> um, but the first thing that comes, well, I want to go back to two things that we admit that we had talked about earlier okay. in our conversation today. And the first thing was on, you know, we were saying like the 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 flashback and the thoughts and, and that oh, kind of yeah, goes yeah. in with the customized uh, temptation that you were just saying. The devil does not come at us with anything new. Yeah. Um, and I just want folks to know that this is not a new thing that he's trying with you, you know, the the same cunning conniving, did God really say, I think you would be, you know, all of that reconsideration, all of that has been happening since the the garden of Eden. I mean, there's nothing new The that Satan ain't got no new tricks. Um, (laughs) But I do believe that we can begin trying new things that will reinforce and fortify ourselves to really overcoming that. And um, I'm, I'm just a believer that God can do whatever he wants you know i was talking to a friend and you know we were uh discussing about a a very prominent minister and how um this minister and her husband um they both had struggled with smoking for some years Mm -hmm. and you know she said i'm going to quit smoking he said i'm going to quit smoking he threw his cigarettes in the in the trash, never smoked a cigarette another day in his life. Wow. She put her cigarettes in the trash and she's digging up, you know, the the buds out of the trash and trying to find them in the car and all in, you know, and 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 struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled. And I say all that to say both of them ultimately wind up becoming free from wanting to smoke and, and aren't smokers today. Wow. But there is something in that. We cannot compare our struggles with someone else's. So you were saying what I struggle with and what you struggle with, you know, we, we just can't do that. And so the first thing I would say is definitely don't compare your journey with someone else's. Just because God instantly maybe set someone free from something that you've been wrestling with and battling with for a while, there's a reason for that. 
God is trying to give you a different song to sing. He's trying to give you a different sound that nobody else is going to be able to have because of what you're going to have. So, you know, you know, that minister's husband can get up and say, I don't smoke. I don't smoke anymore. And God be like, "Woo," you know, and she gets up and says, well, I don't smoke anymore. But that's because I had to da 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 da. And we go like, oh, oh you know, and we, and we we get behind that with some amens. Yeah. So um, just don't compare yourself and don't compare your 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 story and what God is doing with you with someone else, because. God can do whatever he wants. If he wants to take it away tomorrow, he could. If he yes, wanted to do it, yes. if he wanted to do it today, he could. Um, right. We have to trust the process and not allow the process to distract us from the promise that he has given us. Wow, um, I think another thing is getting ourselves connected into a Bible believing, I'm going to say Bible believing again, church. Yes, um, and yes. if you can't do that, you know, get into the word for yourself, establish your own relationship with the word, because that's really where it starts. Yes. Um, you know, we can get business acumen from studying the word. We can get communication tips from studying the word. We can get uh, so much from studying the word and wherever it is that you might feel that you've had lack in your life or you haven't had guidance or uh, oversight, you can get that in the word. And so I, that is, that is just so, I mean, it's just okay. I mean, like, you know, you were just saying like, wow, I didn't know that you didn't have your father in your life. Like, I mean, the full, you know, totality of that is because I've established myself to have a relationship with the word and, yes. and, and following his voice and where it is that he wants me to go. Um, I think you, you mentioned it earlier too, embracing the word accountability. It's really going to take you a really long way. Um, you know, when you can confess whatever it is that you're struggling with, um, and maybe you don't struggle with anything, but just to have another brother in life um, that you can just openly and candidly share with, that is just going to help you in so many levels. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, looking at it as brotherhood and not necessarily some sort of trip to the principal's office, like, oh, I'm in trouble. I got to say this is what happened or this is, you know, I had to slip up yes. or, you know, yes. all of that is not involved with accountability. Um, and I think um, Covenant Eyes does a really good job of really breaking down what accountability is and wow. and what it's not. And um, if you go to their website, CovenantEyes.com, you can find just a whole slew of resources to help you kind of craft and see where and how you should look for an accountability partner and who would be a good accountability partner for you. And then, um, you know, like I said, you know, connecting yourself with a brother um, that you can pour into and someone who is pouring into you. Like we should all have a Paul, somebody who is pouring into us, who is re reviving us, encouraging us, restoring us, uh, spurring us on. Yes, and then we should yes. be doing that to somebody else. Yes. Because when we have that, that, that kind of flow, you know, someone's coming down to us, we're pouring into someone else. It just, it, it just, it puts you in, I believe, the original intention of what manhood is yes. supposed to be, you know, yes. brothers is helping brothers from all different walks of life. And um, I, I'm just, I, I've seen the benefits of that in my own life. Um, the men that I have been able to really become close with and those who are pouring into me and those who I get to pour back into. And I've just seen a complete shift of when I have all of this in my life versus when I didn't have it in my life. Wow. Not saying that I still don't have the temptations and I still don't have the struggles. Those things yes. are still there and those things are still um, probably going to be there every day, you know, right. but right. I have a, 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 a successful hedge of men 
who are walking through it with me. And I think ultimately that's what we should do as men. We should not feel like we need to walk through this life alone. We were not built to be islands. We're, that's not That wasn't the attention of God's design for us. And uh, we got to get out of that silo living and be willing to connect with some other brothers and with the Lord so that we can really embrace the life he, he died for us to have. Yes, man. Nash, man, that was beautiful, man. I just straight up, like I say, people, guys, ladies too. I mean, like I said, you, you might be dating. You might be married if you're tuning in to this, man. Hey, your brother, your friend, your best friend, <laughs> cousin, whoever. Uh, man, this right here was so beautiful, Nash, man. And I just, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, just basically encouraging people to plug in, man. And like I say, uh, for you all that's rocking with me, man, the URC space, man, it, I'm telling you, it's been a blessing to me. Uh, I'm trying not to steal some of Nash content. So, uh, <laughs> but in all truthfulness, man, uh, I just want to piggyback off of one thing you said, man. And that's yeah. um, what you talked about with uh, just being truly connected to God. Because for me, man, I tell people all the time, if you look at me then, you know, versus now, I'm a better husband. I'm a better father, man. I'm a better friend. I'm a better man. Uh, I'm a better just associate, a co-worker, you know, business partner, whatever. All, the only reason that I'm better in these areas is not because of the self-help books. They do help, but it's because mm. of God, man. It is yeah. because of God. And and the last thing I want to say, man, is what you said, is that I tell people, I'm not saying I don't believe ministry should be born and endured, you know, and all that type of stuff. But mm -hmm. you have to get, as Nash said, get into a Bible-based church. Yeah. Worship, you know, the music. I joked about the organ, but all that stuff that I tell people, man, don't get caught up in the antics. All that stuff has Oof. its place, but you want it to be sound doctrine. And then mm -hmm. most importantly, people demonstrating, not just teaching it, but demonstrating it with their lives. Not you will know them by their fruits. But yes, pay attention to the fruit through the power of the Holy Spirit. So Nash, man, I want to thank you again, man, for just jumping on here with me, man. I, I have to bring you back on as I get into to things, man. Um, oh, that'd be so much fun. Dude, just, man, it's likewise, man. It's it's likewise, bro, man. The love that I have for you, man. And, and just so people can know, uh, we just met through Instagram, man. And, and yeah. Like I've been knowing you my whole life, to be honest yeah. with you, bro. Yeah. Uh, God is good. Social man. media can be used in very it, powerful it, ways. It can be, man. <laughs> it can be, man. I, I just look at it that this was God ordained, man. Nash always yeah. kind of send me little quick things, man. And you don't realize how much. Uh, and I just want to encourage people. I, I just got to share this on my spirit. You know, mm -hmm. man, Nash hit me with little quick text messages, a little links, man. And it's just little things like that, bro, uh, that I, I tell people. And I try to find myself doing it, too. Uh, mm. Because you never know what someone is going through, man. So, Nash, man, I yeah. truly appreciate, man, this relationship, mm. man, as it evolved into just a friendship and a brotherhood, man, through the power mm. of God. And, uh, hey, you know, I tell people, man, find people like it. You know, I pray that every man can find yeah. kind of like that Nash in their life. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, whoa, no, not that much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's like in all seriousness, man. So, Nash, I want to thank you again, man. And, and if you want to, uh, Nash, just feel free. But uh, just quick shout out, man, is, uh, if, you know, people, if they want to kind of get in contact with you, if you just want to kind of share that real quick here, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I am so, you know, getting things kind of in, in gear with my website, but you can just follow me on Instagram. I'm there at Nash Speaks Live. Um, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, the URC space is streamed on wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, the whole, the whole nine. You go to anchor.fm forward slash Nash Speaks Live and you can uh, just get the full details of the show there. Awesome. Awesome, man. Like I say, I'll definitely make sure to get those links uh, in the notes of this episode. So, hey, everybody, man, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to rock with us. I hope this is blessed or impacted in some kind of way. And uh, as always, man, God is love and be blessed. Hey, what's up? I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. This guy.